prepare yourself for the weird, the glory, and downright nasty things found on VHS. Good luck, scum. Welcome back to episode 148 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm here with Anthony. I'm here with Grizz. And we're back to, I guess, another mm, segment of Hotel Horror. We have done Mountaintop Motel Massacre. That was a classic, uh, a, a real VHS rental store release, I guess, because I don't know if that ever got a... a theatrical release it's probably so not bad. It's so you don't bad. like that one nah, no it's trash. um uh you know what i have to go back because that was so fucking long ago and re-listen to it i like it because i, I like remember. that weird dumbass fucking like low budget bullshit but this week we didn't do a low budget uh hotel horror film we did probably the most well-known besides the shining obviously which is another one we watched the 1980 Motel Hell. Uh, this one actually, I would say, is a mm, a classic in a sense that everybody's probably seen it, right? Oh, I, I hope so. Yeah. This was on cable all the time. I feel like when I was a kid, that's where I first saw it. I didn't rent this. I saw this on TV. And I feel like it was on rather, rather often, right? On like those... 37, 38, 39, maybe the sci-fi, nah, I don't know about the sci-fi channel, but I do feel like Motel Hell was played a lot on cable TV. Now, in 2021, uh, you can get an HD version of this, you could get a Blu-ray, all this stuff, and for some reason, the version I watched on 2B for this uh, didn't doesn't look too good. Looks like a like DVD quality almost. Really? <laughs> I, I think, oh I, I, well, you have it on right now. I think it's just the pixel. I think it's just a transfer to pixelations. Like it would probably be better if it's like I don't know, like on a actual uh, disc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1980, probably the one of the stronger years for horror, right? Oh, I feel like, like there's like a ton fucking, of shit. Yeah, the home run year, man. Especially for Italian horror. Ital the Italians were pumping out the goods in 1980. Uh, anthro I can't even fucking... I can never say this on the first try. Anthropophagus? Uh, it's like <laughs> classic, you know, and in, in not only like, you know, Italian horror, but also like the hardcore gore heads and shit. I mean, you're going to love that movie. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is everybody's like, ooh, I want the fucking VHS tape, this and that. Let's cut the shit. The VHS is cut to hell. You don't get any of the really good stuff in that. You have to really buy like a newer release oh, to yeah. see anything that's, you know, going to make you vomit. Uh, there is also a movie that we've covered on here that will also make you vomit. Cannibal Holocaust. Another Italian gore cannibal film eaten alive. Jesus Christ. City of the Living Dead also came out in 1980. Contamination. Just, just tons of stuff. When was the first it's, Friday the 13th? Is that 1980, 1980 baby? Yeah. I thought it was. This yeah. was the start of it all. Maniac was 1980. 
another slasher that would pretty much influence how many modern movies people are always like oh i saw maniac and it changed my life and this one motel hell quite different than all those a horror comedy that somehow comes across as not goofy you know it's it's funny because a lot of the movies that we just talked about for 1980 uh, i feel like there's a lot of serious horror movies i mean not so much you know they're funny now when we watch them back and shit but as far as like the intent of the horror scene in 1980 i think they were were out to make you know like slashers and like you know serious content that was meant to be scary and or like you know an intense film for people to watch yeah where this one kind of like is uh is a side piece to that like you're saying it's like it's a dark comedy it's first and foremost before it's a horror movie so i think it kind of stands apart for the 1980s that that time block that year just because everything else was so fucking like you know over the top for that year you know slashers blood and guts and shit and this is just like kind of poking fun at that whole thing yeah like a movie like maniac is almost it's like a serious almost realistic movie i'm not talking about like the hallucinations where he's seeing you know the mannequins come alive and getting them and his, his mom coming from the grave but like in 1980 new york city you may have encountered somebody that was doing that shit. You know, it was a yeah. grimy time. The 80s were crazy. Well, it wasn't like that really shiny, you know, chopping mall type 80s yet. It was still gritty, late 70s stuff. The yeah. Italian influence is coming yeah. in. You know, these guys are saying, oh, I saw all these Bava films. Oh, Macabre is another film that came out in 1980, a Lamberto Bava movie. Like, all these people are now being influenced by this stuff that's coming from Europe. The start of the VHS revolution, you're able to get a lot of these movies now that you used to have to wait till they were in the drive-in or the, you know, Times Square movie theater. You're watching them at a porno theater at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? And it's like you had mentioned before, too, in the beginning here, that the, The Shining being like, you know, a hotel movie and stuff like that. That's the same year as this. And that's like the exact opposite spectrum of what this movie is and where, where this movie exists in like, you know, the world of film is be, it's because like the shining is such a, a polished fucking nugget of like, you know, cinema that will forever be, <laughs> yeah. you know, fucking people jerk off to it and shit. Whereas this is just like a fucking fun movie that like really showcases and those. It's just kind of, I think those are like the, the two spectrums of, of 1980 yeah. really, you know, showcasing what the horror scene was at that time. Dude, that's perfect. Literally yeah. the same genre, quote unquote. Well, the same like set piece type thing, but The Shining is seen as like a serious attempt at at cinema. Yeah. Where this oh. is like, go it see is. this with your buddies, you know, and drink a few well, beers and do whatever. Don't get and, take it doesn't get and the horror genre doesn't get taken as serious as any other film genre, you know. So to have a movie like The Shining that lives on yeah. and it is critically acclaimed beyond horror fans. Is, is rare in it of itself. So I think that, I mean, 1980 is just a fucking beacon of yeah. what horror is and should be, in my opinion. But I, I don't think, well, keep in mind, Kubrick was like a very established director at that point. I don't think he went out trying to make a horror movie. Like, I don't think he went into shouting going, I'm going to make a horror movie. I think he had a story in mind. That's just my, and I think that like in the 80s too, when you're comparing this to Maniac, I look at Maniac more of a character study, like a twist on a 
Like kind of like a taxi driver kind of deal. Dude, I could t- I could tell you this, man. They went into that movie because ma- I know the behind. Like I kn- I know the the making of that. Like they were yeah. literally just trying to make a fucking like. They were trying to but really I, turn up the. But the, I do see how like, yeah. yeah, it could be like a, a psycho or like a a taxi driver taxi like driver. turn up to like fucking twenty like yeah it, yeah it's, it's more of a what, character like, study, taxi I driver think. like flirts with but never yeah. crosses into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a movie that really reminds me of Taxi Driver, but not, I guess, it, it's it's obviously not as well done, but something like Deadbeat at Dawn, oh, where yeah. it's it's so, the, the, the content of the movie is just like so fucking vile, violent, you know, where it almost borders a horror film. Where the things that are going on are just so terrible in the movie where it's like, wow, this is fucking, this is really affecting me. I think that happens often with like the low budget action movies, especially of the 80s. I think that's kind of a prevalent thing. I think that's why they get grouped into the same category as a lot of horror horror movies and why a lot of horror fans like them. Uh, is because of I think I think it is budgetary reason, reasons uh, that like they do have this horror quality to them that the action has this like campy gore to it it has this like uh, just homegrown cinema feel that just feels genuinely horror that you don't get in like big budget action movies so I think there's something very unique about that just the time period of like the 80s in general of film where you get these like really like you said, action movies that feel like horror movies, and it, and it really is those like you know Deadbeat at Dawn, like you're talking about. Uh, what's the one? Uh, Deadly Prey. That that feels mm-hmm. like a horror movie at times, just because of like the way it looks and the and the cinematography of it. Yeah, you know, and this one feels almost like it's a comedy that comes off as a horror movie, right? You no, know what 100%. I mean? Because it feels like it's, a comedy. It's so yeah. ridiculous. You know, you got the fucking woman from Porky's in it. I mean, this yeah. is pre pork This is pre Porky's, yeah. but as somebody who, you know, is, was born in 1987, I saw Porky's before I saw this. Oh, 100%. And it was mandatory you know, viewing this, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and the thing with this movie, I feel like it kind of took time for it to gain its popularity, where movies like The Shining were much more well done in a sense like in the grand scheme of things where it was able to get you know mainstream viewings and everything where something like this yeah you know it was probably out for a couple weekends it was made for three million dollars it doubled its money yeah. which is from a big studio they're looking to make more than six million dollars on, yeah. on a three million dollar movie yeah. but, but yeah. It, it really i feel like took time for people to find it to watch it, to appreciate it, to understand that this wasn't supposed to be a serious horror film, you it's know? It's a sleeper, 100%. I yeah. think that probably in 1980, this didn't get over. I think that people, some people probably enjoyed it, some people probably got it, but I don't think that, like, the the common horror fan in 1980 had really become accustomed to that, like, uh, the, the intertwining of horror and comedy and then doing that on a grander scale that like really fucking takes off. I think that's more of like a later 80s into the 90s thing where like the comedy really becomes like a, a blockbuster aspect of some of these horror movies when you think of like Leprechaun and shit like that. Movies that did really good but are kind of like a dark dark comedy 
I don't think that I don't think 1980 is the time period where that's going to be like you know the fucking home run movie of the year. Can either of you think of a horror comedy from the 70s? That's what I'm saying. I can't off the top of my head. Young Young Frankenstein is. Dude, come on! That's gotta be like that's gotta be, and that's pushing. It's making fun of old horror movies. No, that that one hundred percent counts. I'm saying more in like the vein of like this. I can't really think of anything. No, and I think that's the point. Whereas if like if it doesn't, I mean, and we're pretty, we we know a lot of a lot of horror movies and shit between the, the three of us. And if it's something that's not like immediately jumping out to one of us, then I can't say that it's like this well-known thing or that it's like a, a prevalent uh you know genre of film that's being made up until this point if anything i think motel hell might be like one of the the breaking the mold of what a horror movie can be at this time period yeah do you feel like tourist trap which i feel like this has a lot of similarities with it has some points where like you're laughing at it but do you think it was intentional probably not yes yeah, no. so that's the difference i think i think tourist trap it, it, is just silly um, because of how it is. Yeah. But it's not like the intent of the film. Whereas I feel like the intent of this film is for it to have, to be funny and to have these moments that are a comedy that is like disguised in like this horror film like story. Yeah, I think, I think Tourist Trap, which we, we covered a long time ago, the big takeaway I think we brought up was that, that due to like a lot of like inexperience of like, so, like the inexperience of like some of the production pieces and actors and like nudity and some of the violence that we got like we never got the full tar- tourist trap we got like tourist trap light yeah and that's what we know so like it could be something a production type thing may like it might have not like in writing it might not land yeah and then it kind of this i feel is like does i don't want to put it in the Shaun of the dead character category i want to put it in kind of where it's just like the campiness and the silliness of it, but there's still a little bit more. I don't. I. I think this. What's what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like this movie is a little bit more. Um, has bad intentions. Like I'm not bad intentions. What's the word I'm looking for? A little more like hateful. Like you know what I mean? Like there's it's, there's it's wacky, but it's like mean spirited. It's a little bit more mean spirited. Yeah, Jonathan has this tone throughout that's like it's a we're making fun of it's like light. It, it's light. This is very mean. Means I feel there's like. The kills are mean spirited. Like you know, there's a the lot. People of, are yeah. t- all like basically yeah. tortured to death. <laughs> this yeah. this kind of yeah, like that, reminds what... me of like a sleepaway camp, kind of like a horror film. Yes, you know that's, exactly. that. I yes. think, that, I I think, think sleepaway like, camp. In, in, it, it has that like same comedic aspects where it's like it's a horror film, but there's so much to laugh at, and there is intentional humor throughout it, and there's yes. shock value that's meant to be shocking but also funny at the same time so i think that i think that falls right in line with that kind of film so i I will say sleepaway camp does have a lot of parts that are supposed to be kind of funny but there's a lot of parts that are for sure not so oh yeah what do you mean what are you doing angela where are you (laughs) like ronnie he's the his his terrible acting is the best acting of that movie yeah him being makes like it like kind of brings you back to calm down like all these kids are dead now but yeah here come here he comes to make you feel a little better well they really lean into it and like sleepaway camp two yeah. and three and all and i mean were there sequels to this or no no like, no this is a standalone I'm, movie i'm sure if there were sequels to this it would be more comedy even more horror. wackier yeah. I'm a, so basically I, i'm surprised a, there's not sequels to it honestly I, I i would this is like one of the few movies where i'd be like fuck yeah i would i would watch a follow-up so basically, if the 
comedy was intentional, it's a horror comedy. And if it wasn't, it was just a bad movie that you find funny. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's basically how I you mean, can... In, like, in general can, terms, that's, that's a safe assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they got, like, Rory Calhoun, the guy that's playing... I think that was his last name, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah, he was, like, a West... He was an old school actor. Yeah, dude. The guy was, like, you know, golden age of Hollywood, yeah. dude. Same thing, you know, with Tourist Trap, where they got Chuck Connors playing yeah. the main bad guy. But in this one, I feel like, you know, like Anthony said before, Taurus Trap was very light. There wasn't it. There was no gore in it. There's no nudity in it. This one, like you got this guy that was this like, you know, golden age of Hollywood actor in this movie where he's wearing a fucking pig head with a chainsaw. People are getting, you know, buried alive, <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. It's it's really quite different in that sort of way where this guy was like fuck it I'm just gonna do it and you know what though <clears throat> I'm I'm happy he did because like honestly this kind of like set Rory Calhoun's like the the end of his career in a total different direction than like anybody who had known him before obviously and like you guys have said he was like this big you know golden age of Hollywood star he was you know very debonair and handsome back in the day handsome kind of a guy dude, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, he does this movie fucking Motel Hell, and it's a complete departure from anything he's done. <laughs> and then from that, it, it just continues with these fucking awesome roles in movie like Hell's Comes to Frogtown with fucking, uh, what is that, Roddy Piper? Roddy Piper. Yeah. Yep. Awesome fucking Dude, movie. That movie. Um, he's in I Rollerblade that Warriors. I discovered through researching this one. Another, he's in Rollerblade Warriors? He's in Rollerblade Warriors, and he's in a fucking Tales from the Crypt episode, one of my favorites, Oil's Well That Ends Well. Uh, he plays Spider. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit, yes. that is him. And, and dude, and so like, he I don't think any of these kind of roles would have happened unless it was for him doing this like bonkers fucking Farmer Vincent character. No, So uh, one of my favorite movies from 1980, it's not a horror movie, but I, I kind of thought it was a weird connection, um, was that um, it was this movie called Atlantic City and an old time from the Hollywood golden age. There's actor Burt Lancaster who is really oh yeah he, oh yeah knows Burt Lancaster yeah yeah, yeah. He, it's he, one of his old he's playing an old he's playing a guy that was like Atlantic City's type of a uh, kind of remember Boardwalk Empire the guy that's based on yeah he he, play, he plays someone that was basically like ran in those circles as a kid and now it's the 80s and he's old and Atlantic City shit and he's playing like you know kind of kind of like the old guy in town and trying to like have yeah. one last big like heist kind of type of thing it's a great movie not hard but it's a fun movie to watch it's really good but watching this i was kind of like curious of finding like actors from the generation because they both were from that same era of golden hollywood kind of like the old time and i'm like looking at in the 1980 was like these resurgence of these older guys coming out of like not retirement but like coming to terms that they're an old guy and they got to pick a lane they either got to be the dads or the grandpas or you could do something kind of weird and I, like he did he went into horror but I just kind of thought it was funny that I found three or four movies around that time where these older bigger names are like doing something that's a little different well, compared to they owe what they did before dude, I thought that was cool Friday the 13th, 13th look Betsy Palmer there you go that's she's your, playing a horror character and she's one of you know go look at her headshot from when she was younger you'd be yeah. like holy shit you know I think that's <laughs> something that's kind of unique to, uh, to horror movies in and of itself is that it's a genre that is 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 open and welcome to a lot of newcomers. Obviously, I think a lot of people get their start in horror films, but it also is this like revitalizing like thing that can happen in these people's careers who were either 
known for horror a long time ago who who are in these cases have never done horror movies and now are like becoming like you know very famous for that genre and you have people like the the one and only rob zombie who we can't go a fucking episode without talking about (laughs) where you know even he he kind of like did that that same thing though where he was like you know what we're gonna make these movies i want fucking sid hag to to be the a role in this movie somebody who was huge in the 70s and 80s for horror movies but completely fell off no one fucking booked Sid Hag for a movie in the 90s. And then you get fucking, you know, this huge resurgence from, you know, him playing Captain Spaulding. And the motherfucker spent the last few years of his life playing a million different roles. The dude has a yeah, hundred different dreams the last few years. Yeah. I was going to say like Ken Foray also, but he was the dad in uh, Keenan and Cal. Yeah. So he did yeah. have <laughs> he did have some roles after a little that. Bit. But still, I, I mean, th- that really did, though. I mean, it was a huge role for him for that time period and it it sparked something in his career well dude think about being a kid when like we all obviously grew up watching these you know old movies these you know going to the rental store getting dawn of the dead getting nightmare in elm street getting friday the 13th getting all this dumb shit and imagine being a kid now seeing that halloween and you know i'm joe grizzly bitch and it's like who is this guy? And you look him up and see, oh, what's Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're finding all these old movies. You're going to see fucking Spider Baby because of Sid. That's what like, I'm saying, dude. That's, and which I think everyone should like see Spider 16, Baby. 17. <laughs> dude, where the fuck are you even going to see these movies mentioned in, you know, besides the fact that maybe everybody that's making horror movies now are around our age group. Yeah. So they're obviously putting references in these movies. But, you know, these these actors getting a second chance at life pretty much you know what i mean like this resurgence from maybe a group of people that would never find them otherwise they're not going to go look for these old movies that were from the 40s the 50s you know it's not something that a kid that's 16 years old is probably going to give a shit about they're going to be like oh that's boring as fuck i'm I'm a prime example of that i mean i was like I had to be like maybe 16, 17 when uh, House of a Thousand Corpses came out. And like, <laughs> I didn't know who fucking Sid Hag was. You know, I was I was a mark back in the day. I was just a fucking horror fan for whatever I knew was popular and shit. But you bet your ass, dude, I became a huge Captain Spaulding fan, which led me down this, this path of finding out that Sid Hag had this amazing, expansive career that I had, that I would have never have known about if it wasn't for that single role. So, dude fuck anyone who ever shits on horror movies because it really does give people a starting chance in this business and it and it, it can give people a new birth in this business yeah dude look at bill mosley too huge not that dude. he was from not that he was like old but yeah you know people don't realize oh this guy who the fuck is chop top after looking him up and seeing like oh texas chainsaw 2 going and seeing that shit and then bringing you down that rabbit hole honestly i i love that one over the any of them i think two is the fucking shit you know as i get old i always hate it on texas chainsaw as i get older i can watch it and appreciate it a little bit more maybe because we actually went and visited the house and like now you kind of have that connection but like I was always a fan of Texas Chainsaw 2. It's just a fun over movie, Over the dude. first one. And it's because the beginning it has of that Texas kind of weekend. Is that, and it has what I love the about the fucking horror genre as it went from this yeah. point is the the comedy aspect that they yes. were infusing with it. Yes, that even that movie has co- well, like goofy comedy parts in it. Well, to close that out, Texas Chainsaw 4, to kind of show it kind of oh. goes full circle, 
is that was it Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey were both in it? Yep. Yes. And it wasn't out yet, and they shelved it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they're big names, and they tried to stop it from being put out. Yep. It's like th- no matter what anyone says, and as cool as everyone, like I like Matthew McConaughey. I think, he, especially these past fifteen years, he's putting in amazing work. Even he was like, I don't want that fucking movie. Come out. Yeah. And he's gonna run for he's gonna run to be Texas fucking like governor that's, or something like that. That's one thing that I do not like about these actors and actresses doing that shit. I don't want anybody to ever I don't talk to me about that. Dude, I will all day play you my band when I was yeah. fourteen years old because oh, yeah. that was a point in my life. Yeah. You know dude. what I mean? I was and it's like I, there's some people that do it less than other like like Jennifer Aniston for sure, like you can't talk about Leprechaun like at all. Yeah, she can't. You can't. It's do so it. fucking like, it's that, stupid, though, and that's she's not like, even she's bad in that film. Yeah, well, like and McConaughey. I think McConaughey talked about it recently. It was yeah. like his agency was like, no, we don't want to put it out. He's like, I don't care. He. It was more so like, there's certain people that won't like. They won't probably maybe do another horror movie. But there's like people that were like, you know where the roots are and understand yeah. where they came from. And yeah, there's other people that this. It's weird. It's like it's only the people that it's not people that have like a so-so career it's the people that become like a-list yeah it's the a-listers that that deny what like uh what's the what is we we talked about another one recently i fucking forgot for um well galen ross they don't want anybody to talk to her about madman for like a for a while yeah, yeah. because she was embarrassed of that movie she oh, she and then you know she's in dawn of the dead before that and you're not going to talk about the movie you did fucking right after yeah. you know like to me, also, what bothers me is like then they'll embrace it when they realize there's money that they can make. Oh, I can go to cons and sign autographs and make yeah. appearances. It's like, no, 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 motherfucker. Like, you made people feel like shit for asking you about this movie 20 years ago. Now you want to make money off of it? <laughs> I think the perfect example of that is the fucking mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Fucking Isaac Yankum Kane? himself. Yeah. Kane. He, he embraced it. It's Kane. It's Kane. It's Kane. 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 I know I know I'm totally going backtrack on my statement. I wish he would stop wrestling the ref. I would stop. I wish he would stop because every time every time there's like my dad was like, You see this mayor? He's like he's always coming out to his music and choke slamming people. Like, okay, we get it. We get it, man. Okay. But I mean, that's a great example though of like someone who didn't like hide away from his past. Like Obviously, when you're under any kind of political bullshit, like you're under a fucking microscope, and this dude has done some wild shit in the WWE, obviously, you know, they they make you, especially in the Attitude Era, I mean, I'm sure they could have fucking buried that dude with some of the stuff (laughs) that he's done, but he didn't hide away from any of it, dude, he's got the fucking mask on his desk in his office, I think that that's that's fucking awesome. Jesse Ventura came back and refed when he was mayor. Yeah. (laughs) Remember that? That was the rest of it. He fucking had on TV. Dude, he lost. I think he Dude, lost it, right? He, he, been, nuts now? he, he went. Cr- he um. There's an old episode. Of, if you find it online, it's like I'm not a big political person, but it, it's it's just he, him, and Jim Norton, the comedian, having an argument. Oh my god! I think, it's ab- I think it's about Chris Kyle. I'm not sure. Once again, I don't don't know who's right or wrong in the scenario, but like they are fighting, and like Jim Norton, like I think, like thinks he leaves the room. And says, it's like you and your stupid hair. And he's still in the doorway and he looks at him. And Jim Rohn's like, so what? You're bigger than me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just like this weird, and then years years later, apparently, like, I'm going, that was like 2010, like 2015 or 16. They were doing another radio show. Jim Norton was talking and like Jesse Ventura walked past the studio and opened. I remember listening to the show live and he opened the door and goes, 
I was right. Chris Kyle was a liar and shuts the door and they're like, like they're like, was that is that just <laughs> he just come back in to yell at me six years later? He definitely he whether whether I'm much I once again I can't grasp exactly what they were talking about. It's been so long, but it's like either political side you fall out on the debate, it's something to watch because either he's right or wrong, he has gone batshit. He's <laughs> He's insane. He's well, a sexual tyrannosaur, he, he, baby. He got sued oh, yeah. by. I think he got sued by Chris Kyle's family, or he sued their family. <laughs> he sued. Oh, that's what he, he sued their family after he passed away. That Jeez. was a big thing. Yeah, well, he's a crazy person. On another note, let's hit the trailer and we'll get back into Motel Hell. One after another, they come. Never hearing those sounds from the secret garden. Never suspecting they will soon be making those sounds. One after another they check in and pray for the day they can check out. Motel Hell. Coming October 31st from United Artists. Just in time for Halloween. Motel Hell, uh, the return of Farmer Vincent. Well, the the debut of Farmer Vincent, I guess, and the farewell to Farmer Vincent. Uh, All in one. I uh, feel like show. this movie, what this movie does really, really well, that a lot of movies, you know, maybe once in a while will say, you know, the same thing. The casting in this movie is great. Everybody who plays a character in the movie is very believable in their character. Uh, Ida, the sister who was in fucking... Porky's, she's great as this weird little sister to Farmer Vincent. The brother, uh, Bruce, who's the cop, he's like a uh, you know a goofy younger brother that's jealous because Farmer Vincent's got this hot girl with him now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Terry, like what what a great. I guess she would be like a secondary character in this. It's really Farmer Vincent's movie. You see him the most. But I feel like everybody's really well casted. I feel like it's a believable cast. It's a funny cast. They they do their role very well. I don't know how many times I could say that. But in 1980, that's hard to come by in horror. Yeah, and she's like, I, I, I think you're saying like everyone in this movie does play these roles really well. Um, I, I specifically, I think Terry... Uh, Nino at Neener. Her name's Nina Axelrod. But yeah, she's like <laughs> super good. And like, I just remember her from Critters 3. So, like, whenever I fucking saw this, I was like, is that the chick from fucking Critters? And I, of course, yeah, you know, it's fucking Axelrod. It's Neener. Yeah. So, does the brother Bruce, who's the cop, does he know that they're cooking people here? Um, I, that's a good question, man. I, I don't know if he's fully in on it or not. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that uh, that Bruce Smith, who is also one of the best fucking Buffalo Bills football players of all time. Uh, Wait, are you serious? <laughs> what's that? Was, was this guy a <laughs> no, football no, player? No, he's just a guy with the same uh, name. Oh, Bruce oh same Smith. name. Uh, I was going to say this <laughs> guy was a awesome chips. I knew that. Paul Linky <laughs> was a fucking Buffalo Bills football player. Oh, what the fuck am I saying? What the fuck am I doing? Uh, as a side note for this episode, I have a procedure tomorrow <laughs> and I haven't eaten in a while yeah, and I'm not allowed loopy. to eat for like another, yeah, I'm not allowed to eat for like another fucking like 18 hours. 
and uh, I'm a little loopy at the moment. Get your lemonade, <laughs> so it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, pounding. yeah, I'm going to sugars. Just... <laughs> so um, I really couldn't figure out if Bruce knew what was going on because he seems pretty like shocked at the end, right? Like when he's going to get Terry, but I don't know if that's an act just because he wants her. You know, it's really kind of hard to. Yeah, this whole like dynamic between uh, like Vincent, Bruce and Terry, like Terry's obviously this like, you know, stranded motorcycle accident victim that uh, that farmer Vincent has basically fucking kidnapped and like kept at his house. Yeah. And like the yeah, whole time this is happening, I'm like, if I was this chick, I would just be like, I need to go home. Like, I need to call somebody like I need a fucking phone. Anybody. Like, what the fuck Bo is, is going dead. on? And she likes older men too, because did you notice that Bo had like a bald spot on the top oh, yeah. of his head? I mean, he had to be like what 50 she's into. Something. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. She got her kinks, yeah. and that's cool. And then so does you know Vincent. He likes younger chicks. Obviously, he likes to kidnap. He likes to role play in that way, and that's his <laughs> thing too. And I'm I'm not trying to fucking kink shame anybody here, but the fucking dynamic between these brothers who both want to bang, uh, you know, Terry. Is very very strange, and honestly, I think Ida kind of wants a little bit of that too. If you know what I'm saying, I mean, she seems a little yeah. interested in everything. <laughs> she's kind of jealous. She right? is, dude. Like she's, very she's not jealous. getting the I think she wants to bang Farmer Vincent. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm getting that same feeling too. You know, where's <laughs> well, this? I want to have sex with Farmer Vincent. <laughs> Does it say where this is supposed to take place? Do they give a state? I don't know, but if you were gonna guess, what state would you say it is? Feels almost like some part of California. Really? Yeah. Like, like maybe some like like Northern California somewhere. Like now, are you saying like this is like where you think it was filmed, or this is where you feel no, like this no, would no, actually no. take place? No, this is this is where I feel like it would take place. Yeah. Okay. See, I was probably yeah, gonna agree. say like, oh man, like Missouri or something like that. That's that that'd probably be like my my guess. The only reason why I say that that like it's like maybe that like the Northwest or whatever. Is that like he doesn't his accent isn't really like local yokel type accent? You know it's what I not, mean? Oh, but the story no is her. like <laughs> yokel as fuck, man. It's so tough. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's it's very hard to pinpoint where they are. And you know what? I kind of like movies like that because then it could be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like we're obviously living on Long Island. This can be out east Long Island for all we fucking know. You know? Yeah, that is it's, true. It, it's. It's like small town USA. You know what I mean? Like Phantasm. It's supposed to be Oregon or Washington. I think it's supposed to be Oregon. But like it really could be anywhere on the West Coast. You so, know? So when you guys, I don't know when you guys had first watched this movie or not. My first time viewing this was, I would probably say maybe about like, you know, eight, seven or eight years ago. Uh, I I'd watched it when I, you know, I was in my 20s and stuff like that. It wasn't something that I saw when I was a kid. And my first experience with this and the reveal of farmer Vincent planting these people and these people being buried like little fucking cabbage heads. <laughs> I, I was completely blown the fuck away. It was something that I had never seen before. It, it's still, you know, completely original. Like what is your, what was your takeaway? Your first experience of this movie and, and and experiencing these scenes of these people being fucking buried like vegetables. It, it kind of reminded me of I, I I saw this also later, but like uh, kind of reminded me of Apocalypse Now. Like if just oh, like I can totally see that. Yeah, 
but 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 like not so much like them like convulsing in the ground like more so like like oh they put actors bodies in the ground and their heads the the, the tomb and the giant like tomb where yeah. Marlon Brando is in Apocalypse Now there's like Coppola put like just had actors like all day like in the ground and there <laughs> like people feeding them water and shit <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of because because that was like it seemed like a simple like way to oh they probably just bury them but I thought it was really fun it kind of like oh no kind of pulled that too is uh. If you remember that I think we talked about this podcast before is the Goosebumps show like that was on Fox. Yeah. I remember seeing that like the garden, the the lib was a librarian's monster, the what is it? It's like Yeah, he's like an alien he's or like something. Like, like or like my librarian's a tree. I don't know. Someone's probably I don't know what the fuck it's and called. And then the, and then the parents are are like monsters yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. I remember weren't they all fucking like I might be mixing two things off, but I remember seeing heads and stuff and this is like a more X-rated, not X-rated, but r-rated goosebumps but even though it came beforehand i saw the goosebumps first so i'm you know that part in the in the the cable guy where he's like like i was raised by like tv yeah you know that i wasn't raised by tv but i watched late night tv in my room secretly like i love this shit and as a kid i saw this on cable and i remember being actually scared like it, it scared me oh it dude was if like, i saw this as a kid i would definitely be bugged the fuck out you know, watching it as an adult, you laugh at it, but I, you know, even, you know, Farmer Vincent with the fucking pig head on with the yeah. chainsaw, that's scary as fuck if you're a little kid. That, that's yeah. cool as shit, though. That's but the best thing. What <laughs> I think makes that whole thing of, you know, the, the people buried really kind of creepy is like the noises that they're the making voices. with their vocal cords oh. cut out. It's, it's, oh man. And you kind of hear it from a distance at certain points where like the guy from like the FDA or whatever who's like doing the spot check on the pigs, he even hears it and he's like, what the fuck is that? And he yeah. goes and checks it out. But like, that is such like a creepy thing to think about. Like imagine being in some like farmland somewhere and you hear that noise and it's like, the last thing that you think it is, it's like somebody buried up to their fucking neck yeah. in dirt, getting and, ready to get their fucking dude, I, head almost pulled off. And you nailed it though, because like that sound I think is the scariest aspect of this movie. I think that like, cause like they cut the vocal cords and shit and the sound that they're making is exactly what you would think a cut vocal cord. Yeah. It would sound like it's so jarring and it's so loud. And like it, it, it really does like send that fucking scene home that this is really fucking creepy. And then like it, it, it fucking nails it. I love that sound. Yeah, and you can't understand what they're saying at all. Like, there's, it's not like how in Creep Show, like in something that tied you over, it sounds like there's almost like a chorus effect to their voice. Like this, you can't understand them no. at all. And the whole sequence of them, like Ivan and the Terribles, the gang that they like basically pick up. It, they're a it's band. just so the weird. Ivan and the yeah. is a band, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, the band. <laughs> oh, dude fucking cliff from fucking cheers is yes, one of the guys I was just saying, cliff fucking john ratzenberger dude <laughs> dude i did not realize that until laser graves you know our boy fucking ernie keegs they mentioned it on their uh they mentioned it on their podcast episode about motel hell and then when i rewatched and i'm like holy fuck it totally is. like you could clearly see it's him now here's a question the guy that's driving the van was that a fake beard and mustache one hundred percent, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the point of that? Willy Willy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Dude, I have like, no why idea even what have it? the fucking the the choices uh, for that to be made, but it is the worst fake beard and mustache. It was it's so bad that I was like, is this supposed to be like a joke that like oh he's the singer of a rock band who can't grow a beard so like he's wearing a fake beard like to look like this Ivan the Terrible character? Is it are we supposed to laugh at this fake beard or is this really? The fucking costume department trying to fool us that this motherfucker has a beard because yeah. it wasn't working. It's, it's so ridiculous that you immediately like notice that this thing is just like a late 70s, early 80s fake beard. Right? It's just so it's so flat. And it looks like something you would have gotten out of like Party City. It, it's so funny to me, and it just adds to the movie. It just makes it even that much better. Yeah, it, it really does. Like, honestly, because it's goofy as fuck, but this whole movie has that kind of, like, campiness and this, this fucking weird vibe to it anyways that, like, when I seen the fucking funny beard, I was like, dude, yes. Like, this this is what I would this is what I would expect, whether it's intentional, whether it's not. This is what I have come to expect from this movie. What'd you guys think about, like, the traps that they set? Because those are kind of funny, too, at some points. They have, like, the fake cows like in the road blocking the way they have you know he's putting down like those spikes he puts bear traps down he put he shoots out the motorcycle you know tire it's all this ridiculous shit he's knocking them out with like laughing gas and all this stuff i seen some cardboard or some fucking wood cows blocking my road in the middle of the night in a country that i are in the middle of a country that i've never been to I am running the fuck over <laughs> those cardboard cows. I am destroying exactly. whatever is in the road the and I'm continuing on my way. There's no way I'm stopping. Well, one really good piece of advice that I'm going to give everybody. Don't ever stop for anything. Anything. That night. Just run keep going. Over. Never once. <laughs> yeah, just run it over. It's cardboard <laughs> or it's, it's wood, whatever. Your car will survive. Just keep going because nothing good ever happens at night on a country road that's dark as hell in the middle of nowhere what's that it's old just, saying like nothing good ever happens after like midnight or something like that or like, yeah it's the devil's hour bro yeah devil's <laughs> hour. I, I think norm mcdonald once said uh yeah nothing good ever comes out of the woods <laughs> some shit like that Dude, norm is probably the funniest fucking human being to ever Dude. walk the planet Jerry, you know the moth joke, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> Everyone watched the moth joke. That's my thing. But you got to sit through the whole joke or you don't get it. And then go watch Dirty Work. Dirty oh, Work. You can get it for free on YouTube. Yeah. Dirty Work is great. Chris Farley's last performance ever. Prime Artie Lang, too, right? Yeah, I mean, Artie, Artie Lang before he lost his nose. It's just, and it's it's kind of ironic because Chris Farley loses his nose in that movie. It yes. was almost like yeah. a, a fucking foreshadow to Artie Lang's future, <laughs> who also probably banged to- prostitutes <laughs> while losing said nose. It's fucking crazy yeah. how art imitates life. Uh, Ironically, I feel Ari Lango with his missing nose is more complete than he's ever been in his life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he seems he's him on that Rogan podcast like a couple like a year ago. He looked, I was like, he looks good, even with his nose gone. Yeah, it's he's fucking dude, much better. You ever see that? So- <laughs> Did you ever see that softball movie he did? Yes, I know it. I forgot. You I ever see that movie? I know, I know the movie. movie. I can't I think of the fucking name. I never thought right you could think about it. It is. I can't think of the name. Go look it up. It's an Artie Lang movie about like beer league softball, and it's fucking, fucking hilarious. Did he? He he said his uh his biggest advice for people that are in like this like pseudo celebrity or like you know somehow you get a lot of money for doing things. He's like, listen, I was on the biggest radio show ever. 
I got paid a shit ton of money. I wasted it on hookers, drugs, alcohol, and rehab centers. I still have a shit ton of money. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck these people are spending their money on, but I'm still loaded. It's so, it's so funny. He's like, I, I'm not nearly making as much money as these people did or did. And I have, I still have a lot of fucking money. That's crazy. He's, Amen. but think about that, man. That's insane. Like the people, like we're looking at this guy, like he's like all fucked up. Poor Artie Lang. Poor, he's like, but he's like, oh, he still got his money. I thought he blew it all. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So this movie, a big thing that they keep showing is uh, the Motel Hello sign outside, right? And the O is flickering, so it says Motel Hell. Have you guys ever stayed in like a? A motel or a hotel yeah. that was like this when oh, you yeah. were a kid or on, on tour on the road baby yes uh, <laughs> that uh traveling to different concerts throughout the country uh following certain bands throughout my life i have been very cheap and have stayed at the grimiest crack ridden fucking hotels with the strangest people that you will ever meet that actually live at these hotels. They are not one night stays. They are fucking permanent residents. Have either of you ever been in actual danger? Oh, I'm sure. Not 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 perceived danger. Like like a you have one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like you were like attacked. Yeah. Tell let us I want to hear your motel hell experience. Well, well, first off, I have a very I'll go from a low bar to a high. Quick story. One of the worst experiences ever is doing a long drive through um Arkansas and during a storm that was hitting in the in the winter and we had to find a place real quick. It looked like a nice place. We were all excited. We were two bands in it. And my big hell experience is we opened the door and there's 15 of us staying in one room, a big room, floor is tiled. Oh, Ooh. So rough. Oh, so, okay. They probably thought you guys were going to go gangbag each other. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's why they gave you the I tile think, room. I I'm not using the clean room. I'll tell you what, John. <laughs> it was... It was ten of us, not fifteen. Okay? Let's do the math. That's Nine. all that made it no, out. No. That's all that made uh, it out alive. Yeah, yeah. we let. Well, um, but the the biggest the biggest thing ever happened was we played a town which we remained nameless because I still have friends that are there. And we, um, I guess, before I was in the band, the band played a festival at this uh, place in the summer before I joined, and it was at the hotel on this hotel's property in the town that, like, I guess somebody rented the area. And I guess my band stayed there once. And it's not the nicest place in the world, but they got a free room and they stayed there. And we were playing the town again and we couldn't find the kid's dad that ran the place again. I still, once again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the connection, but there was a connection. Mm-hmm. So Met Lagatuda says, how about we go there? See if we get, like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm 24. I was like, I'll pay for a night. Like if we're looking at staying, like, I don't care, but they really were set on getting a free room. So we go to this place. And I walk in with another member of a band. We go in. Um, the other guy's a little drunk who I'm with. And he was trying to like, oh, we played here last summer. Your son so-and-so. And as soon as like we said like, like your son so-and-so, he like locks the door to the room, takes out a shotgun and like puts it through like a hole in the, in, in like in the fucking like, I guess to like, slide money but he had like a little door where he put the fuck this is like oh um this is oh, this is ohio so i'm just saying gun laws in ohio <laughs> but literally as soon as this guy like we were saying that i was like oh well the room rates all this stuff and he goes oh yeah we know your son so and so and as soon as we said that he it's like where you know where my son is and he's like yelling at us and like literally like i i ran out 
I fucking oh, ran. Anthony got a gun pulled I, on him. Like, but dude, like he like, and then like, and then um, we went. I went back to grab Josh because there's like a little foyer. As soon as we're in the foyer, he like walks out of the room and starts walking towards the van. And like literally, like Lagatoon and all of them didn't see it. But as soon as we told him, like, yo, he's got a gun, all the lights were turned off in the building, and he like he like did like a lockdown. Of like wow! Yeah. I wonder what happened. He, I guess he thought that we were like gonna like rob his son. I don't know. Did you? It was, th- really was the weird. son like kidnapped? Or say, some shit? The like, son I, was missing, and he I thought did. that you motherfuckers had him in the van, probably. Yeah, but but I will say that was like, yeah, like I'm not like not exaggerating. Like I did think like he looked like crazy. Like we, th- I thought that like there was oh, no shit. Like he, as soon as we got to the thing, like as soon as we're in the little foyer thing, he got out. He got out and he wasn't going to lock us out. He like, we got in, he opens one door and like I was being like chased by like a gun and he got to the parking lot then went in and shut the door and shut the lights. That's wild. Chris, yeah. you ever have a gun pulled on you? Yeah, but it wasn't that kind of a situation. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we won't it's say that It's a story that, one that I don't want to talk about on a public. I got a knife pulled on me after walking home from seeing that movie the day after tomorrow, and I went, please kill me. Kill me, please. <laughs> <laughs> True story, kind of. Like, I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die. <laughs> so what do you guys think is, uh, what are, what are your, some of your favorite moments from Motel Hell? The pig mask. You think oh, the culmination man. at the end, the, the final part. battle? This is great video, by the way. Uh, some of so the you things think- that I love about Motel Hell, some of the scenes that I love. I, I like, dude, any scene that has fucking Rory Calhoun in it is fucking awesome. Like, just this, the way yeah. this dude talks, his, his He's got presence. got Connor's energy. Yeah, his presence on Shit. screen is yeah. absolutely fucking amazing. Um, obviously, like, the big finale in the slaughterhouse with the fucking pig head is like one of the coolest fucking things in horror to me ever. As funny and as, as silly as this movie is, the fucking pig-headed farmer look with the chainsaw is fucking epic. I love that. I think that's horrifying. If I saw this when I was a kid, I would have been like, yo, this is fucking horrifyingly bad. I'm going to have nightmares of a giant pig-headed farmer coming to fucking kill me. So I think all that's really great. Um... Yeah, and I think like the the, uh, the the whole reveal of like the human that they you know it's uh-huh. it was supposed. To, I, I think that the reveal that like you know we think that he's gonna be like, oh, it's humans. I've been lying the whole time, and he's really like, I've been lying. I've been lying. I use preservatives. Yeah. I think that's probably like the best <laughs> thing in the whole fucking movie. What a great movie. ending line. Yeah, that, that's the best part of the movie. I I really you know like you said the the farmer with the pig head on and the chainsaw i think that's like in the top 20 horror images of all time oh yeah think about how many dude think about how many haunted houses you go to like local halloween haunted houses you go to that have that in it yeah that's seriously like it's really like a an iconic horror image and it's on tons of merch it's on this it's on that i mean dude it's fucking everywhere and it's great it's like a it's, really it's solid, scary-looking thing. Effective as fuck, man. And like, uh, whoever like thought of it for the, this film is a genius because it fits so well. And it's like the ultimate. It's the ultimate look for Farmer Vincent. Like him, him having that same scene without the pig head on is just funny because he's a fucking yeah. goofy character. It him, wouldn't hit the same way. Yeah, him with the pig head is fucking horrifying. Yeah, like he finally snapped completely. Yeah, I love it. You know? 
What about you, Anthony? What are what are your favorite parts from this movie? I think I I think uh, I, we talked a lot about like you know the, the like just them feeding the heads, like basically I guess like the, 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 the whole like them in the garden. Uh-huh. Yeah, the head garden. I, I think the reveal. The, I think the reveal of the pig mask. Like I think the movie. Like I like the movie. I don't. I don't hate it. I just thought like it kind of like was up and down for me. Uh, I did kind of think the uh, what is it like the. I don't think it's a favorite part. I think a memorable part is like the 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 inner tube part in the water. Yeah, where she where, goes to drown her. Where Ida kind of, tries to drown. It gets kind it. of like 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 uh, like Mark's brothers. Like he, like she takes out the blade. She kind of looks at it and like this is a long thing. And she thinks she's gonna stab the. And she stabs the water. Then he comes out of fucking nowhere. Saves her again. It's like I was. It was. It, I thought that was cool. I thought no. I. Yeah, I, I still did the reveal of the pig mask and all that shit. I feel like, who, what's that dude's name? Is it Don Cherry? The dude that did all the Pee Wee Herman movies? Don, yeah. Don Cherry is uh, the Hockey Night in Canada guy. Oh, yeah. well, whoever the fucking directed all the Pee Wee Herman movies, I is feel that like Tim that's Bur- who Tim directed did. this movie. Like, this Tim feels Burton like it could it. be like a Pee Wee Herman horror film. If like you were to I put like pee- yeah. you know Pee Wee in like any of these cast roles, it would have easily have like fit that world to me. So Tim Burton did big. Uh, T- Tim Burton did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He didn't do Big Top Pee Wee, and he didn't do anything else. He didn't do any other ones. I, I don't know who the guy who did it, but I do feel that that you could have put him. You're right. Yeah, you're but right, like the, man. Like the that, sensibility I, of even, the comedy, like the the pool scene where yeah. she's fucking drowning, like all that feels like a fucking Pee Wee Herman movie to me. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, on that same tour, I almost got shot. I saw the Pee Wee. Uh, I saw the dinosaur. Oh, oh nice. I thought you were going to say you almost What's got shot by Pee Wee. And I was like, now that's a fucking story I want to yeah, hear took, right now. Yeah, maybe so, in the mouth. So, so I took a, I took, I took a girl. So, so I took a girl in the dinosaur and we're talking. We fell asleep there and our fiance chased me out oh, of the dinosaur. I think giant I've heard fiance? this story before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of small parts in this movie that I find really entertaining. Ivan, Ivan and the Terribles. Like when they're in Great. the van, like rocking out, like smoking weed and all that. Like the song that's playing is pretty cool. Hell yeah! Like I would, I, I think that's a cool, like a cool song. Um, him, far, uh, Farmer Vincent talking to that couple with the kids, and he's like, um, you know, selling them all the shit. The kids get scared in the slaughterhouse, and they're like crying in the back seat. And he's like, oh, I could, I could calm them down. And you think he's gonna say something nice, and he I just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just shut up they like stop after that like to me that shit was so funny i was cracking yeah, up that's the humor and in this movie that i fucking love that right that nails like why this movie is so good is that scene right there dude it's fucking and, hilarious and i'm not gonna say you know the chainsaw scene because you guys both said it but after the chainsaw scene the whole movie you see the motel hello sign flickering and after it all goes down, it finally goes out and it just says motel hell. And like, to me, that just reminds me of like going on vacation with my parents as a kid to like fucking Pennsylvania, staying at these little hotels with the no vacancy the signs. Shit, like, yep. yeah, like they'll be flashing and whatever. Not that I ever stayed at fucking motel hell, but like, it just reminds me of like that time of my life. You know what I mean? Like that look just like motel hell. Plenty yeah. of time. Pre pre mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Pre <laughs> that was a different uh, <laughs> Well like pre internet 
you know, reservations and all that, where you just drove and hoped that there was vacancies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have a phone number to the call because you didn't have a cell phone or, or you didn't even know the number yeah. of the place. You yeah, just you remember fucking drove fucking, there. And- uh, MapQuest maps off on the fucking Dude. computer. Dude, funny. I remember my parents using literal just straight oh, yeah, up maps. Oh, yeah, what I'm saying. But like then when like you'd have like fucking like 10 pages of directions and you'd be following like, turn right at this road and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I just I just did step 20, <laughs> yeah. 23. We're really on step 29. So oh, god damn it. stupid. How just completely lost. My old boss one time had to book an emergency trip for me for a job when I was doing all the lighting and stuff. I went to Houston, Texas, and I got to the, the hotel. And it was like, it was a chain hotel, but it was like, you tell, it was like France. It was like, they're not upkeeping it. And I remember just walking in and it was like, literally like, it was like, things were hanging, water was dripping. There's people shooting up in the hallways. Like, it was like, yeah. it was Those the most grindiest place. Too. A lot of, a lot of crackheads, a lot of, a lot of dope. Lot, like, dude. Like it was like literally like I had to bring in lights too, and they're like, "Oh, how much are those?" I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> just take them their shit." I got. <laughs> I remember staying. I think it was in South Carolina, at like a fucking red roof inn or like a Motel Six with my family. Like we walk in, we go into the room. The guy's behind the fucking like glass thing, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, that's not a good sign." Then we go up to the room. The wind, like the the mirror shattered. My dad's like, "Yeah, we're oh, going. No. We're out of here." <laughs> the Griswolds are out. Wrap it up, kids. We're leaving. So uh, yeah, Motel Hell. It's on the Tubi app. It's very cheap if you want the tape. Uh, there's a Blu-ray that I think is actually very nice. Uh, check it out. Uh, we all think it's worth a watch. Watch it with your friends. Yeah, it's, it's a good, really it's viewing. a fun it's one. It's not long. Yes, it's 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 like hundred minutes. So I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's fucking you're in and out quick. If, it doesn't that, drag. It, I I think it's a hundred minutes. Like with, I think it's less than that. It might even be ninety with the credits. Yeah, it's it's a quick view, man. It, yeah, it doesn't drag. It's fun. It's it's there's a lot of comedy. It's it's worth a watch. Definitely check it out. So let's head over to the video Dropbox. Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox, and we actually had an idea to kind of stay in the hotel horror thing, but maybe go for something a little newer, right? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're doing the Shining 1997, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing it. We're doing it, and it's gonna be awful. And you should not listen. So we're skipping it. This movie. We are going to 1997, and we're gonna do a movie that Grizz has always asked me to do, and we're finally gonna do it. We are watching dead in a kind of hard to find vhs right not widely available i have a japanese copy you had a u.s release right awesome movie according to you and uh i'm actually gonna watch it for the first time yeah this you you guys are in for an interesting viewing this week uh this movie is a low budget movie it uh is it is all over the fucking place and the ending will leave you speechless. That's all I can say. 
Let's hit the trailer because I think there actually is one. Oh, no shit. Come on in. Welcome to the Hillcrest Inn. So happy to see ya. Offering the most unique accommodations. We need to get off the main road, hole up somewhere. This is just the kind of place that somebody on the run would look for. <laughs> The morgue. <laughs> oh, God, man. An old Roach Motel might be just the place. You got a room for us? What's going on? You better mind your manners, tough man. Put it right here, right between my eyes. <laughs> I feel good. A place full of surprises. All is a little strange to me. Who else is here, old man? With an accommodating staff catering to your every need. I see I'm intruding. What is going on here? <coughs> Featuring nightly entertainment. Just to say, um, you're not afraid of ghosts, are you, Jackson? He's talking about raising the dead. It's all off hands. <coughs> Murdering bitch. Honey bunny, you're never gonna let me live that down. <coughs> Some weird shit going down here. Do you see anything, man? No, I ain't seen nothing, man. You see anything? Hey, you better go take a look at this. place most people wouldn't want to be caught dead in. You know, them things are key if you don't watch it. Then again, some people have no choice. Dead in. Come for the party, stay for the funeral. Yeah, I'm really pumped for this. Let me read you a little plot summary for this movie. When a group of escaped convicts come across an old looking inn, they decide to hide out there. But the guests at this inn get a new kind of room service when a mysterious potion summons a demon and causes bloodthirsty zombies to rise from their graves. That's not even like half of it, dude. <laughs> like it's really not even half of the fucking movie. Like, it, just, it's fucking ridiculous. Is that the dig up your her bones video? No, we're not gonna watch the Michael Graves <laughs> dig up her bones. Uh, no, that's 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 ninety six miss. That's like mid nineties misfits. Okay, knock my head. Dude, if you say that that's your favorite fucking misfits, that's just that's like fuck. I get not liking the band, I, I, but that's like even worse than not liking the like, band. It's like the Six Flags version of Misfits. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. or Universal Studios like horror show, like if, you know, like yeah. Universal Monsters. Yeah, Rob Zombie playing the Wolfman in that. <laughs> if, if you don't, oh. if you don't say Earth AD is your favorite Misfits album, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, I love watching the video where they're like, "This is our last show ever," and it was like it was like seventy eight. Yeah, like, yeah, we're breaking up. It's yeah, yeah. Show. for the first time. Yeah. I'm really excited to do Dead End. This this movie looks awesome. I have the tape. I waited to watch it for this occasion because, you know, sometimes you want to just get a fresh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited you haven't watched it, it yet. I, I, I'm excited yeah. to have like a a first time no. watch review from you. Anthony hasn't watched it either. Right. This is going to be fresh for both of us. It's very, very few and far between that this uh, this is the case True. with an older movie that none of us, neither of us, have seen it at least. So, guys, before we wrap it up, I just want to say we got some sad news this week. I was hoping you were going to mention R.I.P. New Jack. Throw the X's up, baby. 
Uh, wasn't know, expecting it. Am I surprised? Not really, but no, I'm really surprised. actually bummed out about this. It's it's, it's weird, one man. of those things. Like I I yeah. was at I was at the gym this week and I've been watching all the like, I've been rewatching all the dark sides while I'm working out and shit. And like the day before that I that this happened, I legitimately had just rewatched the fucking new jack episode and like so all this was like fresh in my head you know i was thinking about them and shit and it was so weird that like you know less than 24 hours after i finished the fucking rewatching that shit that i get the news that you know he passed away and i was like man it's so fucking weird like these yeah. just small coincidences that will happen in life sometimes and man just i'm, I'm glad that i just got to rewatch his story I had it fresh in my head when I learned the news because that dude is a fucking wild animal and, uh, you know, I don't believe in an afterlife or anything like that, but I, I hope that uh, he's he's somewhere fucking partying still, dude, because that dude's an yeah. animal. Speaking of the afterlife, I saw a great meme where it says mass transit enjoying the afterlife yeah. and then it's it's the AJ Styles Undertaker thing and the Undertaker, it's New Jack. That's great. It, it, it's you you said it really well in the sense that uh i'm not surprised that it happened like but uh it's one of those things like even if you could prepare it's like it's like ah that sucks if if you were going to tell people to watch something new jack did what would you say Oh, um, dude! Any so any things. promo, yeah. <laughs> any promo you can find. Him talking about Chris Benoit. Oh my god, dude! The Smoky Mountain no, no, stuff. No. That shit. You like that with the gangsters, yeah. baby? Dude, holy fuck! I mean, to be really pushing the the line of that time of like you know of, of race culture and like the tensions I know of you being where us. he was, man. That dude had the fucking balls the size of grapefruit. He is no fucking joke. Obviously, go watch the mass transit incident because it's the most famous thing and it's on YouTube. But if you want to watch something really good and it'll probably make you say holy fucking shit, go watch Cage of Death 5 where he's in that. He comes out as uh, like a one of the guys on the teams and just watching him strut out. He's holding the yeah. knife. He's got like a chain wrapped around his neck. It's fucking awesome. And if you're looking to just like kind of like learn about him real quick, just watch Dark Side of the Ring. Dude, yeah. watching him yeah, watch stab that fucking guy. Every time yeah. I watch that video, it's fucking hard, dude. It It's crazy to see. I mean, you, you know people get stabbed and shit, but to watch this dude stabbing this guy in a wrestling ring is the wildest shit I think I've ever seen in a ring, period. Like, he is no you, fucking you, joke. Yeah, you literally see him like, he's, like just he's in the back shaking like, this motherfucker. Going off. It's like prison shanks. Him, him beating the shit out of Gypsy Joe. That oh, was another thing. He was like 70 fucking which, years old, dude. He beat the dude, shit out of him. I'm fairly certain I have a tape that has Gypsy Joe's like Japanese retirement and it's from like 1994 I'm not, five, I'm something sure like it that. is, dude. That was like 2013 Unreal. that that happened. Unreal. One one side note with the mass transit incident, fucking Devon Dudley's face. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> he, know, he wasn't. That, honestly, though, that was that kid's fault. That, that fucking kid had no business being in the ring with him. He had fucking no business even being in the in the building as a wrestler that yeah. night. So yeah, he li he lied about all that shit. Still, you don't want to see anybody get that fucked up. But like, don't don't 
you know, fucking you're treading in. What the fuck did you think was going to yeah. happen? <laughs> you're treading in water that you shouldn't be treading in, especially as like a kid like that. That's just fucking stupid. But yeah, so, RIP, RIP New Jack. We'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll play out with the, uh, We'll 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 play this we'll play this one out with something special for him. We'll pour there the forties out. Anthony, where could they find you? Abyssini on Instagram. And Grizz, where can they find you? Find you? me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at badtastevideo.com. Uh, if you don't hear this, it's because I didn't make it through my uh, <laughs> my procedure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.
move on some murder and shit Keeping niggas in order, making their life shorter Ready to slaughter, cause to me a life ain't worth a quarter Or a dime, mushrooms got my mind Hallucinating, ain't no debating I'm creating an escape route to be out without a doubt Scott free, so don't even think about trying to stop me Cause I can't wait, I'm out the gate On the perimeter, a thriller from a natural born killer